0: What's up everyone, welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host Ryan Kramer and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? Happy Friday. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Crossover Commerce. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer. And thanks for joining us today uh, live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining us no matter where you're listening or watching this from. Uh, If you can't join us live again, obviously, go ahead and uh, watch us later. Um, You can watch us live on those or as a recap on those channels, or you can even download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Music. Uh, Spotify, as well as Google Podcast and Apple Podcasts. So go ahead and search for Crossover Commerce. We have about 10 episodes up right there. This is episode 43 in our video version, but all those will, of course, be updated as we go on. So today, it's Friday. I wanted to bring on uh, a special guest who I met through a networking event uh, back in December. I thought there was a lot of cool activity that they were doing and touting, and she's super passionate about this topic. Something I have literally no com- uh, no idea about, so I thought this was a great way to showcase um, more about PPC and go into the weeds and the nitty gritty of uh, bulk files. So don't know what they are. We're going to learn together, and I'm super excited to bring on Elizabeth Green of Jungler. So let me go ahead and bring her in, Elizabeth. How's it going hey. today?
1: Hey, everybody.
0: Oh man it's it's hey, a it's been a cra- yeah no problem it's been a crazy week already, and I know. You and I've been chatting back and forth. There's just been so much going on. I can't even catch up from the new year. It feels like just like emails and conversations with people. It's it's bananas. I'm sure you're in the same boat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just right back into it.
0: <laughs> right back into it. Right. Exactly. So for everyone who's joining us live, again, we have the ability to see your comments. Um, and questions that you might have about this topic that we're going to cover, Sophie, in real time. If you want to get super detailed or just want to ask a general question, say hi. Want to uh, give a shout out? Go ahead and do so. We'll see those already. We have some people commenting on a couple different uh, platforms, obviously. Hi, everyone. Hi, Muhammad. Hi. Hey, everyone. On LinkedIn, again, all across the board, we will see everything and be able to answer those questions. So kicking this off, Elizabeth, why don't you... Maybe just to kind of introduce yourself as like what your background is, how you got to where you are with Jungler because you own the you own the agency itself. But maybe give us a highlight of who you are as an individual and go from there.
1: Yeah. So me as an individual, um, I haven't been in the, you know, corporate ownership business entrepreneurship world for much time myself. Um, It's actually me and my husband who co-founded the business and his family is very much entrepreneurial, has been all his life. And so we kind of dived in. Um, Our personal background is back in the day, we dabbled in private label ourselves, uh, did some retail arbitrage, getting into that life got in the way that kind of wound down. Um, But then there is just a really um, big need for people to have someone manage their advertising because while you can make it simplistic and you can give a really good overview a lot of people struggle when it comes down to the actual detailed step-by-step getting into it it can be very difficult as well as some larger sellers even if they really really know how to run their own ads it is a continuous process you're always refining there's always going to be something to do there's always an update so it helps them to have someone else be able to take that on who that's all we do that's everything we do and so we can can get absolutely nitty gritty in the weeds um, when it comes to advertising. And that's helpful to have us on your team, you know, running that part of your account and then helping. It's basically like an extension of your team without actually having to have someone in-house.
0: Absolutely. And that's the best way to have like agencies that are extensions of you and, and can kind of like educate you if you may not be so, you know, well-versed in that area. Um, but what specifically about, you know, you were never, were you never ever, ever an Amazon seller yourself or is this something you just kind of continue to grow and uh, develop over time yourself and you and your husband kind of like hey we kind of know a lot about this and can do it for other people
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so there was a brief stint where we did sell on Amazon um, mostly retail arbitrage Um, we did go through you know even talking to the Chinese sellers I did that Um, my personal background so um, I kind of facilitated that for a little while um, I was a stay-at-home mom for a while and always kind of into it, always interested in um, learning something new. And we kind of fell into the advertising things. And it turns out that I, weirdly enough, geek out about spreadsheets, which is kind of <laughs> helpful in my line of work. You Super wouldn't helpful, think it's right? a passion, but it kind of ended up being a passion. Um, and so I can just bring that. So it turns out I absolutely enjoy the work. So it's cool. been really helpful.
0: No, it's, I mean, that that's funny. We laugh because I think you have to be super passionate about this kind of like ingrained detail to help out people. So, what about you know? You said you were a seller. You kind of dabbled in a little bit. What about PPC? Was something you were like you you were just attracted to? Besides just the data and analytics, was it the advertising components? Like, what what about it made it so? You know, I have to I have to know more about it.
1: Yeah, it's it's really because. Advertising, especially on Amazon, and I think a lot of advertising in general is gonna be part art and part science. Um, So it has enough of that, let's test this, let's try this. There's always something new, something interesting, something different to learn. And then it's also hard numbers. So you can get a bunch of data feedback and then you can test hypothesis. Okay, you know, logically speaking, looking at this product, looking at the niche, looking at the numbers, it makes sense to do this. And then you can get that data feedback. Okay, you know, according to X, Y, Z, this is working. This is not okay. Maybe, you know, we we gave it our best shot. And then we can can make a a minor adjustments um, depending on you know how how a product is performing, so I I do like that aspect of it. Um, I I enjoy making numbers do what I want them to, as far as like coding things in a spreadsheet to say, okay, I want this format to put out here. I find that fun, but at the same time, a lot of it's just hard. Do this, but there's enough of that kind of ingenuity, art, you know, kind of intuition aspect of it that. I'm at a level now where I can bring my intuition to a product and I enjoy um, being able to have the best of both worlds.
0: So when you when you speak on it in that capacity, it makes me think of a scientist and talking about a scientific method. Almost like, hey, I'm going to let the data uh, lead me to uh, what's actually true about this kind of thought or theory. And, and that's how I interestingly think about when, the way you speak about PPC is almost like a scientific method of sorts. Yeah. Would, would you say that as well?
1: Yeah, I think it's 100% exactly.
0: Very cool. So what, what do you consider yourself? So it's just you, you and your husband, correct? You You guys are managing other people's, you know, strategies and whatnot. What is it like to kind of be both a husband and, you know, husband and wife, but also business partners slash running a household, I'm assuming. And like, there's, there's just so much going on and craziness going on around the house as like both in the same business, but you're trying to do work and kind of like help on both the personal and the professional side.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's been really good. Um it's it's actually allowed us to learn a lot about each other even more. Um, so he has certain strengths that are not my strengths. and I have certain strengths that are not his strengths. For instance um, him looking at spreadsheets all day, it drives him absolutely bananas. <laughs> but certain things that when it comes to actual the logistics of running a business and the back end, those are not my strong suits. And so we kind of play to our strengths and then balance out the rest.
0: Yeah, that yeah, that's awesome that you guys are able to do that. What's the most, uh, before maybe we get into the basics of everything, what's the most uh, rewarding and then also the most challenging thing that you guys have had to overcome in maybe uh, this past year or so?
1: Uh, Just the past year. So I guess the rewarding, um, has been, we've expanded enough. We have a couple more people on the team now, um, which has been really nice. It's another learning curve, you know, um, making sure everyone works together. It's worked out very well. Um, but I guess the most challenging has probably just been with all the craziness going down and, um, especially specifically, I'm trying to remember when it was in the spring when Amazon shipping times just got really, really long. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was the most challenging to navigate because that's a situation like there is no, there's no past data on that. It's just, okay, let's get through this. Um, And so, I mean, a lot of it was just us. We're just having um, real conversations with our clients and saying, hey, right now, It makes sense to keep something on because there's a lot of people who just completely turn things off. And then once they got through it, they're kind of behind the eight ball, but it makes sense to turn a lot of this off. Um, Maybe just being very, very specific with what we're doing. We're obviously not gonna be doing any testing whatsoever. It's kind of like let's optimize for conversion rates at this point, Um, keeping a really close eye on what's going down and then just day to day making adjustments depending on you know where things are sitting um so we got through it and you know our clients got through it we're very blessed um a lot of our clients were in the gifting space so that got really tricky when everyone was just kind of like we're only spending on necessities um but like i said we all made it through it our clients made it through it and um so, I mean, it was a good, it was a good learning. It was a good challenge.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, well, I'm glad that things are obviously coming out kind of greener for you guys, yeah. but how dare they say like only things that are necessity, you should shake them and say like PPC is a necessity. And we'll get into that obviously a little bit more so. Um, but yeah, you, you. so the way we kind of came up with this topic is a lot of it falls on me in terms of what I can pull out of my guests. And I thought you tout so much about bulk files on your own channel, which is really cool. Um, and you know, you touted like the nerd side of you, but also like the data side of you. And I, and I love learning more about that. So if I'm somebody who's just new to the, I'm an Amazon seller and I'm new to the space and PBC and I really either want to do it myself or I want to hire an agency to do it with you, uh, do it for them. I should say, what are the basics? Like walk me through what's a bulk file. Maybe why is this beneficial and walk us through kind of a step-by-step. Is this something you start with in the beginning or you have to be super advanced in, PPC, like let's do the origin of it.
1: Um, So it is more advanced. If you're just getting started, don't worry about bulk files, don't worry about them. (laughs) Start in campaign manager, learn, you know, what the format is, learn how, where everything is, kind of how the structure is. And then when at some point you have campaigns and you're going, how in the world do I adjust all these bids? I got a solution for you and that solution is bulk files. Um, so basically what a bulk file is, is it is um, a 2D look at your entire um, account, all of your campaigns, everything, you know, your the campaigns, the ad groups, your ads, or w- what's called ads, products, um, and then every single one of your targets. The only exception with that is sponsored display product targeting is not included in bulk files currently. Um, but other than that, you're going to see a spreadsheet printout of your entire campaign and if you're trying to figure out all right i got you know 20 100 different campaigns i need to change bids on these but i'm sure you know if you go to manually change your bids you know you've got to click into the campaign you got to click the ad group then you got to go down to the targeting level and then you get to see all of that and if you have a lot of those to manage it just gets at some point it's insane so either you find a software or if you would like to be able to just do it quickly yourself, you can use something called bulk files. And in a lot of ways, if you're managing with software, even if you've um, farmed out bid um, bid optimization, you can actually use bulk files to do a lot of different functions like create campaigns, um, create additional ad groups, add products, um, enable and pause things inside of your advertising. And so if you want to do things quickly, it's, it saves you a lot, a lot of time.
0: Gotcha. And, that, and I'm going to throw this up to the audience. If you're watching live for everyone, again on LinkedIn, or if you're watching this later, let us know what it, what are your what about bulk files? Do you love whether you don't know about it or what Elizabeth said that just like lights a like a spark, and you're like, holy crap, that 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 makes so much sense in terms of that um, functionality. So basically, making your job a lot easier and stuff. Manually going through one by one and having to adjust everything. This is almost something like a mass edit button functionality. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Okay.
1: Yeah. So, correct.
0: So this is good for people who are a little more advanced, which makes sense, um, how to adjust big campaigns. How many campaigns can this edit at once? Is this as many as you have running?
1: As many as in your account.
0: Okay, and this is, there's no, what kind of, is there a format that a template needs to be almost like perfect in order to do it correctly and so you're not screwing up your campaigns? What, What kind of, you know, protective barriers is there when doing these kinds of things where like, Hey, I messed something up accidentally and it doesn't screw up my campaigns as you go.
1: Yes. So, um, that's kind of the the thing that's tricky about bulk files is you have to have the formatting correctly. Um, if your formatting is not correctly, it's not going to do what you want. It either won't work or it might change something that you don't want to. Um, the benefit of bulk files is because you have it saved in a spreadsheet and you're then uploading that spreadsheet. If you have the original that you kind of want to keep backups, so, um, I would recommend archiving your original and just making a copy of it and making changes there, which then you can edit because if something goes down and you're like, oh, I I messed something up, you can go upload your original file and then that will change. That's if you are making edits to your current campaigns. Um, So what you can do is you can download a bulk file. And if you're interested, if you just want to poke around, you don't want to re-upload it, if you're like, what the heck is going on with this? Um, If you go into uh, campaign manager, into the advertising console, and you know that left pop out, you'll see something. Bulk files. If you click on that, um, you will see to the left, you can um, there's a little box and it says request file, and then you can have an, on the right hand side of the screen is where you can re-upload the file. Um, so if you want to request a file, what you can do is um there's a drop-down menu that tells you what dates you would like to request. And then whatever dates you set there is going to be the data that is contained within the file. So that's kind of the other um I would say maybe one drawback. It doesn't have to be a super big drawback, but uh, if you're managing things inside campaign manager and making manual adjustments, if you're interested, like, Oh, okay. So my ACoS was this here. I wonder what it was like 30 days ago. And you, if you want to cross check things, um, we still do stuff inside campaign manager for that reason. You can, you can do a lot of like back and forth and like more analyzing. This is going to uh, download a particular, date range, whatever you set for the date range, but it's going to be that. Um, so you request the date wins. And the other thing you want to make sure you uncheck, um, there's a little box that says there's, I forget, there's like three or four check boxes. One of them says campaign items with zero impressions. You want to make sure that's unchecked. The reason being is if that box is checked, Anything within that particular date range that you have requested that hasn't received any impressions, so sometimes you have zero impression keywords, that data is not going to be included in your download file. And that can create a problem because you can't see, oh, these are having low impressions. Maybe I want to up bits. Right. Um, so once that's all set, you can click request. And it'll, you know, t- depending on how many campaigns you have, it's going to be how long it's going to take to request that. Once um, that file is generated, you'll see below that, I think it's like bullfell date. And then you'll see a little blue download link. If you click that it'll download to your computer and you can just mess around with it as long as you don't upload it. I mean, you can just poke around. It's not going to hurt anything.
0: So when you do this, is this only available for those who sell in.com or is this available on other marketplaces? Because a lot of our audience is international. If this is something that they can apply to their brands or, you know, moving forward, is this something that Amazon just has available for .com, or is it in other different locations around the world? No,
1: I believe in it. It's in all marketplaces. Okay. You know, I know for sure it's in the EU marketplaces, Mexico, Canada. I'm trying to remember. I believe, uh, yeah, I believe it's in all marketplaces.
0: Awesome, and that sounds like a obviously a time-saving functionality. What is like? Maybe you can lend a little more like insight as to what other like. I would call this a shortcut. Like, by definition, I feel like this is an easy shortcut for those who are advanced in the space that's going to help you poke and edit and adjust your campaigns on either a massive scale or like just tweak as you go. Um, When you have shortcuts like this, there's obviously this fear of like, if I do screw up and what can happen from that, what are maybe you have gone and ran into like worst case scenarios? What are maybe like worst case scenarios that can potentially happen and how do you? besides what you already talked about, if you're having all these safeguards in place, make sure that we don't run into that. Yeah,
1: for sure. I would just say, save the original file um, because if you re up, you know, say, say you make changes. Um, So there's one column, max bid column. Um, If you change a value in there and then you re upload it, that's gonna change any changes you make in this spreadsheet. And then of course, re upload will, um, those changes will be populated inside campaign manager. Providing your formatting is correct. Um, so for instance, say you're trying to change something to 58 cents and you get your decimal point wrong. So it's going to be $5 and 80 cents. That can be a potential big issue. So you definitely will, like want to check that. Um, but if all of a sudden it's so potentially, if you set a bid like that, all of a sudden your campaigns go crazy, your spends out the gate, you're trying to figure out what in the world is wrong. So you can do two things. You can go and check your original file. Um, Personally, what we like to do is we color code things. So if you color code, Technically it's changing formatting, but it's not changing when I say formatting, I mean, where are things located in the cells and the columns in the spreadsheet? Um, if you just change a color, that's not gonna be a problem. Um, we like to color code things. So for our bit adjustments, we have four different color codes we use depending on if we raised or lowered, um, or sorry, five different color codes. So if we raise, if we lowered, if we um, we have a clicks with no sales color code and we have a low impressions color code. So that can tell us, okay, Um, for instance, if all of our spending went crazy, let's go check all the bids that we raised. Um, what do these look like? And it doesn't mean you have to do that, but you can put systems like that in place that kind of allow you to go back and easily analyze what changes you've done. Um, and then if one of those is crazy, you know, maybe go reference the original file, um, see what that was previously. Maybe you want to revert it. Or if you just don't know what you did and you're like, heck, I just need to reset this, you can just go re-upload the original file, and that should take care of it as well.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, I was clicking around, and for some reason, when unmute me, so when I talk, sometimes I just feel like I'm talking to myself, uh, so I mean, that's smart, that those are great hacks that you, I say hacks, those are great, like, tools to kind of keep you in, almost like, baby-proof yourself, yeah. and kind of, like, refer back to those kinds of if something does happen, because again, PPC is expensive. If you have one campaign that just one decimal or one, you know, now amount is off that can, that can really be devastating to your ad spend. Um, when you were learning about, maybe let's look at like who you look to for like advice and like education, apart from like you guys learning and like going through it yourselves, where are you relying heavily on for like education, to learn more about like tips and tricks, like what might be coming down Amazon's pipeline or people who've like done it and are kind of seen as, you know, uh, more masters in the space, I would say, like no one's a master at everything, but more people have figured out like all the tips and tricks that you can potentially do to be successful. Who are you relying heavily on in that process?
1: Yeah, so coming up, um, definitely I mean, Brian Johnson's kind of the OG, so, um, Shout Sean, out to Brian
0: Johnson of Canopy Management.
1: Yes, uh, Brian Johnson, Sean Smith as well. Destiny with Sean puts out a lot of really good content. And I know there's more. Um, trying to think. There's a couple of people on LinkedIn now who put out a lot of really good content. And I'm blanking on names. Um, but really just saying really, really plugged into the space. So the, oh, of course. Um, Badger Den.
0: Oh my gosh you're going to look at me and i'm going to look at i'm going to oh blank i'm
1: blanking but they have an amazing gonna... podcast it's badgergen podcast by ad badger
0: okay ad badger yeah, those
1: guys okay. are really smart they put a lot of really good content and it's very thoughtful content as well um so basically just staying plugged in and i still stay plugged in i mean even though i kind of know what i'm doing i don't really need a basic tutorial i might skip those ones you know or at least put them on fast play um but it never hurts to just keep staying plugged in because someone's going to have an interesting, um, you know, maybe a different way of looking at things. Maybe they have, um, a different, a different way they would set something up that seems, Oh, you know, that theory and I'm at the level now where I can kind of take a theory and say, okay, I know why they did this. I know why it works. I can dissect it to know eh, maybe that's not exactly right, but maybe this piece is good. Um, So yeah, I think really just digging into it. And I mean, I had the benefit of, I just do Amazon advertising. So I can like all day, every day for years, just consume content. Um, And that's kind of why I started digging in more to bulk files is because when I was coming up and there was a couple of videos on YouTube that were good um, on bulk files. But when I was really starting to dig into it, You know, the answer is always, oh, if you want to learn something, go look at YouTube, there's videos on YouTube. And I found maybe one or two that kind of gave an idea of how it would work and the basic formatting. And I kind of had to just take it from there. Um, And so when, you know, I got good at them and I'm good at them now. And I can troubleshoot them and do all kinds of things. You know, I know when it's faster to do in a bulk file. I know when it's faster to do it manually. All kinds of good stuff. Um, and always just testing things. Wait, you know, you're not supposed to be able to do this, but how do you do this? Um, so I found out, you know, you can launch uh, video ads through a bulk file if you know the formatting and you have to find a certain piece of data that's contained in somewhere else. It's like a whole thing. Um, but I, I mean, I can do that stuff now. But coming up, it was like, I mean, the first time I opened a bulk file, it was like, I I don't know. (laughs) I think it works like this. And so, but since I've learned, and so my idea was, you know, I've learned it and I kind of had to piece it together. There's a little insight here and there's a little thing there and I have the time to sit and try and figure it out. But sellers oftentimes, I mean, there's so many things on your plate. You just it it, time-wise becomes very, you know, time becomes very valuable at some level. And so my idea was to put out content and now we have quite a few videos on our channel about bulk files. Um, My gift to you here, I learned it, I know how to do it, here's some basics. And with these basics, you should be able, you know, you can help manage things faster.
0: No, I mean, I love all of it. Sorry, I was reading all the comments that were coming in once we started opening up the floor of like, hey, who are you learning from? So of course, friend of the show, Mina, from Muhammad, Muhammad is like fire blasting all these out. So we have Maureen. I, I'm not sure who Matt that is, but I would love to learn more. Um, we have ad badger, like as mentioned, yeah. Michael, which I'm assuming Michael is, badger. I'm sorry, Oh, ad badger. Okay. okay. And then of course, like hello, or excuse me, not Bernie. <laughs> hello from Lenny Ash. So Brennan had a had a question that come through that we'll, we'll probably uh, attack a little bit later. But then, um, actually, Lenny asked a question. Question for Elizabeth. Do you manage all your ad campaigns with bulk files or do you use any proprietary or third-party software to help? Great question.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Um, so I think there's a lot of really amazing software out there. And the benefit of a software is that you can get things um because you're pulling from the api you don't have to pull static dates and so that that's a real benefit um the one downside is generally speaking so i've gone out and i've had conversations with a few softwares that i think are really good um and if you don't have the time to sit there with bulk files i think as long as you understand what a software is capable of and what it's not capable of it can be a really good solution for some sellers um To be perfectly honest, no software is gonna be thrown up there and it's magic fairy dust and it does amazing for you. Some people's accounts work really great and some people's accounts don't, but you at at the very least wanna have some level of human oversight. currently we manage everything through bulk files and internal systems we built out. And the reason being is the level of absolute nitty gritty crazy I can get when it comes to bit adjustments in a bulk file, because I can just physically go in and write spreadsheet codes myself that do all the fun things I want it to do. Um, I haven't found that level of control when it comes to a software. And so currently right now we have internal Of course we have macros and all kinds of things built out. um, But Yes, we manage through bulk files, short answer.
0: <laughs> I think that's the ultimate uh, question. Are right, you brought up kind of a, a pain point? Why is it a pain point? Like a, uh, a, like a sensitive spot when if a software can say, Hey, we can automate every sort of campaign for you. And then you have people like yourself who are like, that's not true. I take offense to that because that makes my job obsolete. And I kind of just watch from a 10,000 foot perspective of like when I used to work for FireLaunch, launch, we had a software tool, but. Would obviously say like hey this is great you have the data at your fingertips but you need people to pull those triggers because it's not just fully like if ai is not that good enough yet and then you have to pull the trigger based upon so many other factors so um when you brought that up i mean it, it gave me like ptsd of like <laughs> when, when those conversations happen you have like these two corners come out and like well we are smart enough we can build a software that does do that and yeah, uh, people are like, that's not true at all. So Lenny, uh, thanks so much for the question. Uh, that, that was awesome. And again, for everyone who's listening to this, go ahead and submit this in the comments, whether you're listening on a podcast, or if you're listening um, here on YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn, we're more than happy to kind of like spout these out for you as we go before our end of the show. Um, but I'm kind of want to go back to a couple other things for Elizabeth. So when you're talking about like both files, like obviously that's one component of PPC. Is there another component of what you do on a day-to-day basis that you think there would be absolute use for a shortcut that would that is just not available for agencies like yourself or just Amazon sellers?
1: a shortcut as in making things faster.
0: Well, Yeah. So what I say shortcut. So let me, let me um, bring it back a little bit. Is there something that is just so manually, you know, tough to do on a consistent basis where there should be some form to, you know, take out this processes and make it a little bit easier for you to pull lots of levers at once.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and honestly, that's where software does come in handy. There are, I mean, so currently, like I said, we just use in-house systems. Um, I'm not, I'm not anti-software by any means. To be honest, in the beginning, it kind of started because we were just being really scrappy and then at some level it comes down to i'm not fully willing to give up the current control i have and so uh, we don't use software but i know some really great agencies who get really good results and absolutely love the software they're using um so i don't think it's never use software it's just have an open mind and realize that software goes so far and you just need to learn the software you're using and what it does best at and what maybe it doesn't quite fix um as far as like hacks so honestly a lot of advertising is just like we said in the beginning it's getting data feedbacks and then making decisions based on you know what the data is telling you and at, it's really just moving around data that's what a lot of that is now some of it needs to go through a human process so just physically looking at something but then you know that human has to go through and say okay based on this data here's what i need to do with it um and then that's just you know at some point we have filters through human and sometimes it's just hey i need to take this and i need to put it here so once you kind of understand what you're doing um at some level it's just trying to figure out a way to make what you're doing faster and easier. And that's kind of why bulk files are awesome. Um, If you're not ready to fully jump on a software, but you've been managing in, say, Campaign Manager, and trying to make those changes manually. And you're just at some point you become overwhelmed. So bulk files are a way to do it faster. But to be honest, as soon as you learn how to use bulk files, your brain's going to go, okay, well, this is, you know, the first couple of times you're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. It's so much faster than what I've been doing. And then you start to see, well, I'm keep doing the same task. and it's taking it's still taking a little while so you you code a formula or you have somebody else code a formula for you that does your you know kind of analyzes the numbers and spits out what you want and then you go well now I still have to apply the formulas and then you get a macro and I mean or you just upgrade to a software so you know navigating just trying to do what you know to do faster absolutely
0: what's the the what's your favorite category to run campaigns for
1: like products or
0: Well, let's get back let's get into like uh products on amazon what's your favorite category to run campaigns for either they're so unique that you can just completely get super creative with it or they're just they're like competitive and you're like i'm gonna beat them out and this is how you do it
1: yeah so i it's not so much a category it would be a type of seller so there are some people who are just ninja at picking products like I know I've had some come to me like, oh, we're going to like run this. And I'm like, okay, you know, we already had the client on. It seemed kind of an interesting and we're absolutely killing it. It was one of those niches that you're like, I, there's not a lot of keyword depth, so we're going to have to win on a couple things and we could kind of be this, but, and they also have the margins to play with it. So that's been kind of fun, you know, just to kind of figure out, um, but yeah i mean there's certain categories that, to be honest some things are just tricky some things are just really tricky to run um and if you you know there's some days where it's it's absolutely fun to take a look at a product in, in a really tricky category and when i say tricky it's mostly like competition is very high and then the bids that are needed to show up are also very high and that becomes very it just becomes difficult um and so some days you're like, yeah, I'm going to show up here and I have like, I'm going to build it out like this. And it seems interesting And some days you're going like, oh my gosh, like, okay, that didn't work. You know, we, we need to shut that down. And those, those accounts, I kid you not, I, I don't want to tell you how many campaigns I have running right now and how many pause campaigns I have uh, just because it's a constant give and a take. And there's always a fluctuation in the market and new people coming up and you're always launching and changing. And so, I mean, it's, it's fun. Um, but most of the ones that are really fun are the people who have absolutely built out a killer product and they have absolutely killer listings. Like they're, they got their SEO down, their images. You're looking at the, like, I want to buy this product. And then you take a look, you know, you can take that and say, all right, based on this thing, And you take a look at the market and you do your keyword research and it's almost like you get giddy looking at all the keywords like I can put it here and here and here and we're going to crush it here. And, you know, just absolutely, you know, you, you know, looking at the product, looking at the market, you're just going to it's going to be a blast. Um, So that's probably the most fun when you you take a product. You're like, I just I just know I'm going to be able to crush this because I know what I'm doing. And you know what you're doing with the listing and the product. And this is, you know, we're going to be awesome. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we had some humor from if uh one of our listeners he's pretty outgoing and saying if she says supplements i'm signing off so and then follow up is honest, okay, i not.
1: dislike supplements we have <laughs> well, we have some supplement clients that we're doing really good for but like i said they're, they're it's difficult it's difficult. yeah and
0: I, Br- brennan's brennan's a friend of the show and uh actually a friend in real life that uh him and i have talked about like i always tout supplements is the most like painstakingly uh complicated category to be successful in as as evident like me personally having to deal with clients in the supplement category at fire and lunch when we try to launch their products but then also uh in terms of knowing people who are successful like uh, amina um from uh you know hydrolite a uh, friend of the show he is consistently killing it in terms of like what he does and he has a great system in place um mm-hmm. constantly teaching in that regard so I've always tell like I really never want to touch the supplement category just because of both a category, but also just the sheer amount of like different products are popping up all over the place. So um, that's why I was laughing in the background. I just laugh at some of the comments that come through from people and their perspective.
1: The thing with supplements is it's so expensive to get into the advertising like you can probably put a $1 bid and you might not even get impressions. I not
0: know. know. Isn't that crazy? Like how, so I, I guess that, that's a key when people think PPC and maybe that they're new to Amazon, if they're listening to the show, which again, everyone, if you have a question, go ahead and submit this to uh, Elizabeth green, who's co-founder uh, with her and her husband of jungler. Um, we're having it on and we're talking about bulk files specifically for Amazon. You guys don't handle anything outside of Amazon. Is that correct? In terms of like off off a uh, line or doing branded kind of content ads or anything like that?
1: Yeah, no, not currently. Um, we have some clients we're gonna be getting into running Walmart ads, which would be fun. I heard yeah. that that platform's like it, it's a challenge to run on, but I kind of like a challenge, so I'm gonna have fun. Absolutely. With that.
0: So Walmart um, Walmart's fun. Did you also maybe sorry to cut you off? Okay. I learned recently that uh Target is gonna be opening up their platform as a marketplace here upcoming soon. I don't know how like how soon? But that—that's the rumor that I'm hearing out there—is—is is Target, which is obviously like you say Target, you think of an instant customer of, I walk into Target and I walk out with like a hundred dollars worth of goods, and I went in for like one thing. Yes. I wonder There's, if that'll translate with uh, marketplace too. Every time. <laughs> for all you for all you Target people out there, and if if Target is specifically watching this podcast, we're on to you. We know what's coming. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, they, I, it made sense to me, and uh, same with Walmart. I think Walmart's a cool platform that I think is going to continue to continually grow. Um, for th- With that being said, actually, what kind of marketplaces do you think um, are going to be kind of the growth factors of e-commerce, whether it's continuing to be in Amazon, or do you think there's other marketplaces that you guys are pretty excited about over at your uh, company?
1: Yeah. So I guess mainly Walmart, Amazon, I, I don't think there's any stopping at least with the ads side. Uh, I think it was last year or the year before. I mean, it was like the most ad updates possible. Um, so I've been on other shows before, like, you know, Todd just talking about it. And it's like for us, it's like, oh, cool, this new, you know, when they added placement adjustments, like, all right, we can, you know, we can build out some really interesting stuff with these if you know how to do it. If you don't know how to play with placement adjustments, just FYI, don't mess with them, just worry about your bids. But If you know how to work with them, they can be an amazing asset. If you don't know how to work them, you can lose money really fast. So it's beneficial to us who know the platform because, you know, we can differentiate and we can use all the tools available to maximize and everything and build out every little thing. But if you don't know what you're doing um, and you're just getting into it, you can still start small. So there is no shame in putting up an automatic campaign with a $5 budget and just trying. You're not going to lose a lot. Um, but if you, you know, people who come in are like, I want to build out everything. If you don't know what you're doing, don't build out everything. Um, but it makes it much harder to compete with people who can build out everything and use, you know, every little lever um, and know when to pull what. Uh, so, yeah, that can
0: yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm uh, again, producing the show as well as trying to get everything on screen. It's a fun, it's a fun tactic that we get to do. I get to do here, I should say at Ping Pong Payments. Uh, so shout out, shout out to Debbie. Actually, Debbie was the one who taught me over at uh, Packview that uh, Target is happening. So Packview uh, software service that I became recently aware of. So uh, shout out to Debbie who's watching on LinkedIn. So uh, that's exciting. Yeah, she was the one who, who touted like, hey, Target. And I, I just thought of all these crazy, like, memes I, I can happen in my head, like, of things that like, going on social media. Um, when it comes to, and I know we're coming up on top of the hour in terms of, like, our time here, what about um, in Amazon, in terms of the capacity of sellers, you, you kind of mentioned some basic techniques to get started on PPC. Is there, like, these are a list of three must-dos, like, when you're ready and you're able to do it to be successful right away. What are your quick tips for people to be successful um, for the beginner segment?
1: Um, So the beginners, I would say still the case. Uh, Amazon advertising relevancy is a huge thing. Um, That's because, I mean, if you want to get super technical with it, we can talk about browse nodes and, how Amazon cross references everything. It's basically just if your product is relevant, and if you, when I say relevant, everyone's like relevance and optimize and they're like these weird words that nobody knows like what it actually means. Okay, go to Amazon, type that keyword in search. When you pull up that page, does your product fit there? If your product fits there, great, it's relevant. If your product does not fit there, it's not relevant. Um, and you can also take a look. So certain if we're going to get deeper into it, if you want to get deeper, the deeper you go, the more relevant you are, um, the better technically you should be. So you should, if your SEO is dialed in correctly, um, you should have better numbers on relevant keywords. And the reason being is so if somebody is going into, ter- into search and typing in a keyword, if you can serve up to them the exact product they're looking for when they type in that keyword, you should make a conversion or make a sale on that ad. Um, And that's kind of like why it's good. So start relevancy. Don't worry so much about search volume, especially in the beginning. If you have absolutely no reviews, do not go after the highest search volume, my top keyword in the space. I can almost guarantee you, unless you're an absolute unicorn product, you're probably just gonna lose money. Um, So what we do is we gauge for relevancy in the beginning and we, manual, we manually look over stuff. I know that it's tedious. Um, we have systems that make it a little bit faster for us. We've built out some formulas on our back end that kind of help us sort through things that we can at least have a core list to sort through, but we still go through things manually. Type it in search. If you're not 100% sure, figure it out. Um, You can even look at price points So some niches, you know, you have one keyword that caters to like the more budget shoppers. So everything on that page is $10. If you're coming into the market with absolutely no reviews and you're like a $30 product, probably not gonna convert on the keyword that everyone's $10. You're probably gonna find that one product on the page that's like at your price point at $30 and everybody else is $10. And you're like, oh my gosh, look, I fit here. No, if 9% of that is budget shoppers, they probably worked their absolute butts off and spent the heck and did a whole bunch of things to get up on that keyword so don't think you can be you know top dog out of the gate you know kind of pick your battles uh go for what you can compete on at first and then work up from there so if you find a core list of keywords that's only five or ten this goes back to starting small if you can only run five or ten keywords if you're not 100 sure what you're doing run those five or ten it's fine um start i would recommend starting in all three of the match types if possible i like to segment out the keywords on um so one campaign for an exact match one campaign for a phrase match one campaign for a broad match if i'm starting out you're going to set yourself up to scale in the long run there's a couple reasons why that's beneficial Um, but i would start there don't be afraid of autos but don't rely on autos in the beginning Um, You there's plenty of amazing tools out there that work really well for keyword research gone are the days of like There's nothing so we just kind of have to let the autos do it If you dig into your keyword research You should see much better results going um, with manuals from the get-go versus the autos if you have no idea You don't know about keyword research. You don't have access to a tool um, I guess you could start with autos if you would just want to ease into it but manuals honestly are going to be where you're going to have the best performance
0: Hundred percent. All that makes sense. And thanks for sharing those. We actually had a, Muhammad um, actually came through on YouTube and it had a couple of, this is a long uh, question. So I'm a, it's a multiple, it's like four parts. So I'm having two product uh, CPAP pillows in Australian marketplace and running PPC for months. And now I have added new super relevant keywords in the each manual campaigns or different ad groups, buying, shopping, competitive, scaling brands. I am not getting any impression through bids, are now set up and aggressive to hit $2 against each keyword level. Can you please suggest me uh, suggest to him anything uh, for getting the data set and tweak things up from there? Thanks. And then the last part, though I've done competitor research volume analysis, unfortunately no sales, no conversions. Does that any make sense or do you need me to go back to the five-parter? I think it
1: does. I can yeah. read it here. So yeah, you
0: can read in the comments over there. So Mohammed, thank you for the question. That's, uh, we uh, love specific questions. So we want to make sure we understand it.
1: Super relevant keywords in each manual campaign. Okay, so I would look at your keyword set. It's awesome. You're going for relevancy. Good job there. Um, so, what you're going to have to do is find the intersection of keywords that are relevant that have decent search volume. Sometimes when you get super, 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 super relevant, those are often referred to as long tail keywords. They're awesome. Mostly you get good, but you might only get like one or two sales a month. So what we do when we're looking at keywords is we, okay, so we start by identifying the Top the highest search volume, most relevant keyword. This doesn't mean we're going to bid on this in the beginning, but this is where we start. Um, this tells us like, all right, if we're going to go top dog in the space, you know, here's kind of where where our depth starts. And then sometimes that keyword is like twenty four thousand search volume, fifty thousand search volume, sometimes hundred thousand search volume, depending on the niche. And then we're like, all right, we're going to be bidding and losing like crazy on this maybe doesn't make sense. So, you know, let's filter down to find things that we can compete on. So that might be it. You might've picked two niche of the keywords and it's not that you wouldn't want to turn those off. You probably want to keep those running. Um, but you might want to see if you can work up from there just to get more, um, I guess, traction. Um, let's see though bids not getting any impressions um if you're not getting if you are like at zero impressions i would take a look at the campaigns you want to check the campaign level the ad group level the product or the ad or the product level the keywords to make sure all of those are showing delivering sometimes the product gets flagged and you don't really see it and the end result is like zero impressions on the campaigns you're wondering what's going on so you just need to click all the just it's a good thing to double check that. Um, if you are not getting any impressions, so the other thing to do would be to search um, for your keyword, um, go into an incognito window or basically a um, a browser that is not being searched by your, it's called incognito on- um, On Google. Chrome,
0: yeah. yeah and I'm the reason talking. for that, I'm assuming you're saying is because Amazon or in this case, Google is not going to bring up most relevant search upon like past history of search volume. So it's going to be a blank slate. So it can give you almost like a non-biased approach in that
1: capacity. Exactly. Yeah. So in that window, go to Amazon, type that keyword in search. And if you say I'm getting absolutely no impressions, if you have a really high bid, you should be showing at the top of the page. If you're not there, then maybe just keep upping your, I mean, I've had some Sometimes Amazon is finicky, and to be honest, they've been more finicky lately than past. So I've had times where it's literally our branded keyword, and there was a problem on our back end or something. I kid you not, I didn't keep the bid there, but I put a twenty dollar keyword, a twenty dollar bid on my keyword, and I still didn't show top of search. Um, obviously turn that down. Don't leave that because maybe it shows up and maybe you pay that much and you don't want to do that. But it's far expensive quick,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: But as far as a test goes, so what you can do is you can test to see if you can even get to the top of search and what does that bid cost you to get there. So if you have $2, go physically search that keyword and say, am I even showing up here? Can I raise my bid enough that I even get there? You know, if you end up at like $10 and you're not even there, maybe there's something on your back end and that it gets way more technical about browse nodes and categories and how amazon categorizes things and if you're eligible for the keywords. Oh, the other thing is check indexing. Um so if you're not indexed for the keyword then um that could be creating issues so I would check indexing, check keywords, check delivering um and then maybe at the end of that would be search volume.
0: Awesome. All that Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Muhammad, for the great question. I think that, that was a lot of, uh, you know, content in there. And then shout out from Private Label Masters. Uh, I believe it's Tim over there. Is it Tim? I think it's Tim. I'm yeah. um, a huge fan of Liz. Look at that. We have we have some fans following you around on social media. Uh, one question. I see that you have a passion for PPC. What is it about this part of Amazon that gets you excited?
1: I guess it's probably the art being able to... and going back to like my favorite products to work with, and it has a lot to do with sellers. So if I if I onboard a client who you know, maybe their product is absolutely stellar and they've done an amazing job at getting their listings up there. They have everything else in place and they're trying to they're trying to bring this product to the market. Because honestly, at the end of the day, that's what I do is I get you visibility on your product um, and I you know, my, do my analysis, say based on your products, you know, showing up here should serve you well. Um, And then I will drive these shoppers to your listing. But it's being able to take somebody else's product because sellers, I mean, you guys put your heart and soul into your products, into your branding, into selling on Amazon and being able to partner with somebody that, you know, I can take what you've built and I can help bridge that gap between you and the market. Um, And then just being able to constantly, you know, make those adjustments that, I mean, I'm an account Basically, every single one of our accounts daily, just checking on things, keeping my finger on the pulse, um, and being able to be that for a seller and absolutely, you know, take your baby and help you, you know, grow it is. I mean, it's a blast.
0: Sorry, I'm, I can't <laughs> have myself on me over here in the background. I'm talking, and no one, no one knows but me. Uh, so, before the top of the hour, thanks uh, Liz, again. I say Liz Elizabeth, however you want to. Hey, you're a friend of the show now. So now uh, we're allowed to be informal as well. But uh, before the top of the hour before we kind of sign off here, uh, your your content was so amazing. But if people obviously there's so many questions that people can just uh, funnel to you, what's the best way to reach out to you and then get in touch either to work with you or just pick your brain for more information?
1: Yeah, so if you are interested in working with us, uh, the best place to be our website. So it's Jungler, it's on the screen, but uh, J-U-N-G-L-R.com. There is an intake form at the bottom of that to so fill out some questions. I'm still personally going over the intake forms, doing the initial calls and all of that. So you will get in touch with me. That's if you wanna work with us, please don't bog down our system with questions. <laughs> but if you wanna ask some questions, uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn are probably the two places I'm the most active.
0: Absolutely. And, and always willing to listen and, and give her comments on any, any matter. Uh, li, uh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for your time today. It's been fantastic. Again, the basics is, is just, just the tipping point, right? It's, you have to be in the weeds of it to appreciate all the value that it's bringing, but we appreciate you kind of walking through your insights, how to answer questions from our audience. And then also we'd love to have you on again in the future, just talking on a little bit more PPC and then, uh, any, any other type of topic you're, you're super passionate about or seeing in the industry, thank you so much again for joining us on Crossover Commerce. We appreciate you.
1: Yeah, anytime. It's been a blast.
0: Awesome. And then for everyone else who who is listening still right now and are joining us live, again, this is Crossover Commerce. I'm the host, Ryan Kramer. Again, we go live almost every single day. It's crazy. This this week, we went live five times. I typically go live um, four times a week, and next week, it will be that same schedule. It'll be Monday through th- Wednesday, and then, of course, on Fridays we'll bring in a bunch of different topics. We're actually uh, to give everyone some insight into the matter. We're going to be talking about uh, Amazon sellers and how to protect their products and brands with Rich Goldstein. We're going to be talking with global e-commerce experts and talking about the e uh, the European e-commerce um, you know industry, how it's expanding, what Brexit is doing for sellers over there, and how COVID's impacted the EU. And then we're going to also dial into uh, Gary Wong and. Uh, seven Figure Seller Summit. Again, his topic is super fun and fascinating. Uh, seven things seven figure sellers do to build seven figure Amazon bi- sell <laughs> businesses. It's a tongue twister, and I'm going to have to work on that myself. And then we're, we're going to bring on Barkus Patty of Helium Ten, just talking a little bit of anything, a little bit of everything on Amazon. So again, we are uh, live on those channels. If you have questions or didn't catch us live, go ahead and comment. Tag Elizabeth in if you have questions. And then again subscribe to our shows on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, you can follow me on social media on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm the host Ryan Kramer for Crossover Commerce. Thanks for joining us again today. Have a great weekend and everyone please be safe out there and we'll